Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Hello, everyone. I'm here on the podcast today with Ciara Morgan. Ciara is a certified sleep consultant through the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. Uh, She felt that sleep training was really overwhelming for both of her own children, and she would have greatly benefited from this type of support. After becoming a birth and postpartum doula and childbirth educator, she decided to jump into the world of sleep consulting. She saw a need and it seemed like such a natural fit to add this certification to her resume. So I am so glad she did uh, as she's such a valuable member of our CPSM community. Ciara, thank you so much for being with us here today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So it was never my intention to train postpartum doulas and newborn care specialists to be sleep consultants. When I launched Center for Pediatric Sleep Management a few years ago, I thought that I would be training stay-at-home moms or perhaps women that were working either part-time or full-time, but just in search of a bit of a passion project or a side hustle. Uh, But here we are, uh, most of the women that enroll in the program are postpartum doulas or newborn care specialists. What's going on with that? Why, why all the postpartum doulas? What do you think it is? I think it's honestly just the easiest thing to add to your list of services that continues. You don't have to find new clients. You already have the clients. You just have another service that you can offer them. So it's a really easy transition. Yeah, I agree with that. I also, now that I'm talking to postpartum doulas all the time, I see so many ways that they can integrate this type of work into their business that, you know, they're not even thinking of, or just so many benefits. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and she was trying to understand, like, if I'm a postpartum doula, but I'm also a sleep consultant, like, how do I charge as a postpartum doula? And then how do I charge as a sleep consultant? And I said to her, I was like, well, if you're a sleep consultant, just raise your rates. Like you're more valuable now. Right. Um, So there are just so many ways that I think you all can integrate this type of work into the work that you're already doing. Absolutely. Um, So I looked back before we had this call and you enrolled in the program in September of 2020. What did your business look like then? Uh, Were you busy with postpartum clients or still trying to ramp up at that time? My business was completely different than it is now. It was just little old me. I didn't have any other doulas on my team. Uh, I was just a hypnobirthing childbirth educator and a doula, birth doula, that was doing a little bit of postpartum work. Um, So my business was in the baby stages. I, I started my company in April of 2019. So it was still just after that first year, year and a half. Okay. And, and then you decided to become a certified sleep consultant. And what did that look like? How did that shift the way that you operate your business now? Or is it sort of the same? It's just busier and you're also doing postpartum work. What does that look like for you? So I I wanted to get certified because I knew that, you know, I have birth dual clients, for example, who were saying things like, oh, my two-year-old is not sleeping through the night, you know, just at their prenatal meeting with me or something. 
complaining that their two-year-old's not sleeping through the night and how they're kind of dreading having a newborn because they just don't want to have their two-year-old also waking them up in the middle of the night. Well, I didn't have the wheelhouse to be able to help them with that. I could refer out, but I also knew that I wanted to be able to not take so many births, but still be able to make extra money. And so this was a really easy thing to add to my list of services where I didn't have to go marketing extra, really. I already had a bunch of clients at kind of in my hands. Uh, I just, instead of referring out, was going to be able to take care of them myself. So that and my son was really not a great sleeper and neither my daughter wasn't either. Um, so I have a almost 12 year old and a four year old son. And so at the time, I don't know, what does that make me? Let's do the math. He was almost three and I was just struggling so much with him and I was considering getting a sleep consultant. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just going to become one. I'll help everybody else. And this, the bonus here is that I'll get to help my own get. Yeah. I remember that actually, now that, now that you're sort of jogging my memory, I remember that you said you wanted to get sleep into a good place in your own home, uh, before you had the confidence to help others. And, and that definitely happened for you, right? You sort of put the practices into place in your own home and, and got sleep to a better place and then started working with families professionally. Totally. And what's really funny is, you know, whatever my age, my kid is right now is the age that I really don't love to work with as much because it's like, it's too close to home. You know, I really, uh, it's harder for me to work with kids around the age of my kid. Cause when you're so close to it, you're like, Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not great at it on my own. So my kid is sleeping much better now, but, um, you know, we still have our little struggles and that's the, also the beauty of being able to help other people in this work of saying, Hey, I've done it too. And I'm currently doing it too. And, you know, we're all going to have hiccups along the way, but it can be done. Yeah, totally. And I think you said you're doing, or at least you were, I'm not sure if you still are doing birth and postpartum work. Is that right? Yes. So I have done some overnight postpartum work. It's really hard on my family for me to need to sleep then the next day. And it's also hard with birth work to do postpartum work at the same time, especially if you're going to be on call for multiple people a month. So I'm actually kind of shifting to some more, uh, instead of overnight postpartum work, doing some daytime postpartum work. So I have lined up, you know, somebody who's doing the next week or so I'm going to just go twice a week, um, for four hours during the day and help her. And then I have twins coming up at the end of April that I'm going to go help three days a week just while my kids are in school. Um, so it's really nice because it doesn't matter if I'm there overnight or during the day, during the day actually might be more beneficial because I can help them during the day when they're not so tired and the mom's not so tired and the dad to be able to, uh, get that sleep shaping in, learn those techniques from early on and set a really good foundation. And then they can just transfer that over into the night. So yeah. I'm really excited about doing that with the daytime clients. Yeah, that sounds great. One thing I hear a lot from prospective students that are postpartum professional or or that are just like birth worker, postpartum professionals in general, you know, they work in that space is that they have a hard time doing both birth and postpartum work at the same time. Because, you know, if you're on call for a birth and you have a postpartum client and you're the parent goes into labor, like you can't just pick up and leave in the middle of the night from your postpartum job. Right. So that's, yeah. that's really tricky. So I think when people get into this line of work, they're not necessarily thinking through the logistics of what that looks like to do birth and postpartum work at the same time. And what I'm finding is that a lot of 
these professionals end up choosing either birth or postpartum, and then can add sleep support in with either one of those because it's generally virtual. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Because I was really struggling with, I needed to make more money, but I didn't want, I couldn't add more births because I don't have the childcare to be able to just up and go that many days a month. And then I also didn't want to add so much postpartum that then when I started this company, I keep having to go back to the basics. I started because I wanted to just supplement my income to be able to spend more time with my kids. And that was it. And then it blew up into something that I didn't even think was possible. It wasn't even on my radar. So now I'm trying to scale back and kind of go, okay, well, why did I start this work? And I'm able to do, you know, I don't have to do those eight hour overnight shifts to be able to make the money. I can do four hour day shifts a couple of days a week instead of many, do a couple of births instead of four and do virtual sleep consulting, which allows me on those months that I want to take off from doula work because I don't want to have like for July, we have a family reunion coming up. We, every other year, my husband's 54 family members all go to California and I'm taking off July. I have to take five weeks off to have a day off kind of thing. You know, when you have 37 to 42 week windows for birth. Yeah. So I can have sleep consulting clients that month. I can still make money from California in the mountains um, and you know, sitting on the lake with my family. So it is so cool to be able to have something that allows me to have some balance in my life and not just have to constantly be spread so thin. Yeah, I love that. It, it makes me so happy to hear you say that because, and, and that does go right back to your original why, which I think is so important. We get into our work for a very specific reason. And then a lot of the time we really grow. This has happened to me in my business. Uh, the reason for why I decided to start my own business is because I wanted to use my brain again in a capacity that felt different than just like raising my kids. I wanted to work my brain muscle, you know, and have something that was mine. And, and I was a little bored as a stay at home mom. So I wanted to like knock out the boredom and I wanted to have something that was mine. And So I go back to that all the time because as I'm growing and growing and growing, I still want to like be that stay-at-home mom. I never wanted to stop being a stay-at-home mom. I still wanted to be around for my kids. I still wanted to be able to do all the things. So I have to sort of keep it in check just like you because the original goal was not to be so busy that you don't have time for your family, right? Yeah, that's really hard. And and it's funny too, because my daughter has really had, she's you know almost 12. So and my son will do this too, but she gets really frustrated. Mom, you're on your phone again. And yes, I do have to be on my phone a little bit more than a parent who has a nine to five job because I don't get to put it down at five o'clock, but I've found ways to, and, and I kind of do an announcement now. Like I pick up my phone, but I do a disclaimer. I'm like, my mom is having trouble with her kid, kiddo sleeping tonight. I just have to answer this text. And then more it's received better from her because she wants the kid to sleep. And then she, you know, she's learning. Our kids are listening y'all. And she's listening to what it's like to help somebody with their sleep. And she asks questions about birth. And my almost 12 year old, it's a big joke in our house that, you know, when they do sex ed in school, she's going to be like, uh, no, you're saying it wrong. I'm just getting, can I just come up and tell it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Our kids are you know, always listening. Knowledge. So it helps them be understanding. And it also sees like she already started her own little business because she has a little baking business because she sees that both of her parents own small businesses. Um, so it's so good for our kids too, to see us have something of our own, but also be able to be more present. Yeah. 
I think that's exactly right. Uh, as far as your virtual uh, clients are concerned, how much virtual work are you doing? How many clients do you have a week, a month? What does that look like for you? Well, it, it kind of looks uh, different right now than it has been. So I had not been taking much sleep work. I had only been doing it every once in a while. And all right, we're just going to be real honest here. <laughs> I haven't told you this yet. I kind of hated it when I started. <laughs> really? I kind of hated supporting these people because it was making my stomach turn. Like my own anxiety was flaring up. And then I was having imposter syndrome, which I was like, how am I supposed to help these people? Like my own kid just made me sit outside his door for 15 minutes. Like <laughs> I was, you know, feeling that imposter syndrome. And then I started seeing people have success. And that was really exciting. And I started liking it more and more. And then I started realizing the freedom that I could have. And so I started kind of not marketing because I don't do typical marketing, but I started just interacting more in the local mom Facebook groups and reminding myself to tell my families about what I, families that already work with me about my work. And so it started to have people referring out to me. I had other doulas reaching out to me saying, Hey, I heard you do sleep consulting. I have a client that is really struggling. Can you help them? and doing those little 15 minute free discovery calls. And so this month, I think in January, I've had three and I have another one that's about to start with me for a trade. They, uh, her husband just lost her job and she really needs help, but his job, she really needs help, but they can't afford it. And she has a small business. So we're doing a small business trade, which is fun. Uh, so this month it's three and I'm kind of, that's my goal is to be doing more virtual work and less in-person work until my son's in kindergarten. We have the rest of this year and the next year as his last year of pre-K. And my goal is that until he goes into kindergarten, I'm going to like kind of cut back on doing the out of the homework and do more childbirth classes, which is all virtual right now for the most part, unless it's private and then doing sleep consulting. And that allows me, I just have the flexibility to do that. And I could change my mind next month if I want to, Yeah, because you just can when you do this. So are you, you're feeling a little less anxious now. I appreciate your honesty. I actually really identify with that. When I first started, uh, my stomach would turn for my clients. I was so (laughs) anxious with them. I was so, I felt it like so deep in my soul. Every time they were stressed, I was stressed and I really carried that weight. It was something I was used to because I used to cater weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs, like big really important celebrations and the stress and the pressure to have those events go perfectly really like ate at me. So I was used to the pressure, uh, but I really identify with what you're talking about. And I appreciate your honesty. It's very real that, that we feel this. Um, But now that you've had success, have you sort of lightened up a little bit? Are you feeling more confident and enjoying it? Yes. And my last like three clients have been the hugest changes in their lives. Like Jane, I just had a family who didn't, they were struggling so much with their baby. She was waking up all night long and, you know, holding her during the day, never putting her down for naps. Mom now didn't get to spend any time with her 18 month old because she was constantly dealing with the baby. I had to have a come to Jesus moment with her in our discovery call. And I was like, how fair is it to your 18 month old that you're just catering to your five month old? Like, that's not fair to him don't you want some one-on-one time with him? And she's like, you're right. I know I do. And I didn't, I wasn't trying to be mean, but it was just like, she needed that push to do something about it. Cause she knows she would say, well, I know she's capable of sleeping because sometimes, you know, she, she cries in the night and I'm just too tired to go in. And then I wake up five hours later and she slept. I'm like, yes. So she knew she was capable. She knew she had to get out of her own way. And 
She's now sleeping through the night, still exclusively breastfeeding, didn't have to lose that. And she had told her birth doula, Hey, we wanted to have a big family. And I told my husband, we can't have any more kids. I'm done. That's what she said before that, that doula recommended sleep consulting. And then she texted her doula the other day and said, uh, we can have another kid. Like this changed our lives. And she's going to continue to, oops, she's going to continue to grow her family. So that's amazing. I mean, that's life changing. That's really, really amazing. And, you know, you in probably what a couple of weeks literally transformed the way this family functions. Her baby was sleeping through the night on night one. It's like she just wanted space. And then it was about a weekend where the mom finally felt rested enough to breathe. And she even texted me one day, I just had one-on-one time with my son. How fun was that? Like, I missed that. I didn't know how much I missed that. I was too tired to miss it, you know? That is so great. I love that. Uh, I think uh, let's shift gears. I want to talk to you about toddler, preschooler, big kid sleep. I know that this no, is what you were just kidding. I <laughs> so I know that's what you were dealing with in your home. I guess my question to you is, um, do you enjoy supporting parents of kids that are a little older? I know you said that it feels hard when you work with a family that has a child that's the exact same age as yours. But, you know, as a postpartum doula, I think before you started sleep consulting, you were really only supporting parents with newborns, with infants. And now you're being faced with toddler sleep struggles and preschooler stuff. Um, are you enjoying that? Are you, are you taking that type of work or do you still prefer to just work with infants? Right now, infants are what's coming to me. So it's just organically being, you know, been that way. Um, I have worked with some toddlers and we've seen good success, but I do find that I like relate to them almost a little bit too much because I am in that same phase of life a little bit. And But it also is helpful because I just get it like, and I get how stubborn some kids can be and full disclosure. Like I still sit outside of my son's room at night. He, I I don't stay in there. We give hugs and kisses. We walk out and he does the mom. Yes, buddy. I love you. He's just like (laughs) making sure you're there, you know, and we stay for about 10 minutes. He's almost always asleep by then. And at one point, my husband was like, hey, can we get a sleep consultant so we can stop sitting outside of this room? I was like, you be quiet and you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Um, right. But he, I said, you know, Kyle, this works for us. Like if it wasn't working, then yes, we need to phase out of this. But I actually kind of love the time sitting outside of his room for 10 minutes and just scrolling my phone mindlessly before I have to get to the next task of getting my 12, almost 12 year old ready for the next day and all of that. So I kind of find peace in that moment. So for us, it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, And if I needed to change that, I could. And I know that I have the skills to do that. So I have enjoyed working with families. I almost find it more rewarding when they're successful because I'm like, ha ha, I got past my own issues and I was able to help them through that. Um, and, And I don't, I wouldn't say that I've ever had a family that hasn't been successful at the end of two weeks. There might be a couple more tweaks they need to make, but they all do it. That's fabulous. That's absolutely awesome. And, and regarding your own kid, I totally agree with you. You know, if it's not broken, no need to fix it. You know, I think people sometimes think of sleep training as being so black and white and there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And that is just not the case. Um, I think that the whole point of working on this stuff is to make it more manageable 
for you as the parent and for the child as well, so that everybody feels more comfortable and confident with regard to their sleep. And if this is how your child feels comfortable and this is how you feel comfortable, then good for you. You do you. I'm, I'm all good with that. Yeah, I think that that might have been my biggest like personal growth takeaway from my training with you was not during the training process, but after, like right on those first ones that you're doing, you know, right after you get certified and your first clients. And I am such a type A person. I'm a very black and white organized. If it doesn't fit into the box, I don't know how to handle it. And so that was my biggest kind of thing I had to get over with sleep consulting. And when I would read the other posts people would make in our group and I would read your answers and it was almost always like, y'all are making this too hard. Like you didn't say that exactly, but so often we're making it too hard and we have to get out of our own head and go back to the basics. It's always back to the basics. And so go look at the sleep chart, go start over. And so I do that. And that's helped me in just in life in general, not just in sleep consulting. So I really appreciated that. It's you really, you really help people get out of their own heads a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and just like apply some real life common sense, you know, um, sometimes when I see this a lot with my students and even graduates who have completed the program, they're looking, they're looking for the answer. Like, oh, I must've missed this in the course somewhere. Like, what's the answer? Give me the answer. It's like, what do you think the answer is? You know, like you're good at this. You have a, you know, your brain works in this way. You understand. And sometimes it's just applying real life knowledge to tricky circumstances. And, and just, you know, just like in the, in the case with your child, like sitting out in the hallway is solving the problem. Nobody's nobody's not getting the sleep that they need and, and nobody's anxious and nobody's bothered by it. So it's working. That's great. And, and if it wasn't working and if it, yeah. And if it wasn't working, then you'd sit down and you'd have a family meeting and you'd figure out how to, what changes to make and you'd all come to an agreement and you'd make the change. And that's the biggest thing I think is with toddlers, it's so much communication and it's usually that parents aren't talking to their toddlers enough. And I was guilty of the same talking to them when they're not tired. And I, the whole thing about like kind of getting out of your own head and asking, well, what do you think the answer is? That's what I do now. And I actually prep people for that on our launch call, sometimes even in the discovery call, like for the first week, I'm just going to answer your questions around the one week mark. If you ask me a question, don't be offended. If my first question is, what do you think? What do you think? (laughs) Because I want at the end of the two weeks for you to feel really confident, not having me in your pocket anymore. And so that's kind of what we do for the first week. I'll answer all your questions or I ask a thousand questions to be able to answer your question. And then around week one, we start phasing out of that and we're going to switch it up. Now it's your turn. You know, I do the same thing. I think it's really important for us to set our clients up for success long-term. You know, I get asked on almost every single discovery call, what happens if I need you after two weeks? And like, yes, I have, I have a plan in place for that, but my goal, if I'm doing my job properly, you don't need me again in and three months or six months. Right, right. You follow the directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So if they do their part and I do mine, they shouldn't need to come back to me in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. If they do, like we have options, but my goal is to work myself out of a job. I feel like those are the outliers. I feel like those yeah. are not the norm. That's not the norm. People don't yeah. usually need us past two weeks. Usually something else is going on. 
if that's totally. the case. Totally. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. I, you know me, I'm all about business building and entrepreneurship, and that's really what I want this podcast to be about. So tell us what that looks like for you. How are you finding clients? I, I know that you touched on it a little bit, but like, how are you growing your business? I heard you say connecting in Facebook groups, talking to other doulas. What does that look like? Well, sometimes it's just, I'm scrolling my newsfeed and on Facebook, Facebook is like my biggest, you know, when Facebook went down for however many hours that one day, however many months ago and my life flashed yeah. before my eyes, like that's where all my money comes from almost. Um, I would love to be able to not be on social media, but I have to, because that's my work. So I do, if I'm just scrolling through Facebook and I see in my newsfeed, the word sleep or whatever, I just look at that post and I comment on it with pediatric sleep consultant here. And then I same with my doula work. I say birth doula here. Um, and I answer a question or say, you know, feel free to reach out to me and, and private message me. So that's one of them. Um, I'm part of a uh, association called the central Texas doula association. We have little bios on there. It says our alternate trainings and that's one of mine. And then, so it says on there that I'm a sleep consultant. The people in that group know that I am and they send people my way. They've started sending people my way. There's another one of our CPM, CPSM grads that's in there as well. And so she's getting some work from that. Um, it looks like this morning I had a networking little phone call with one of the local chiropractors and she was asking me, I thought she was, you know, she works with prenatal people. So a lot. So I thought she was going to be asking me about birth classes and birth doula. And really she was interested in the sleep consulting. She's like, I would really love to be able to share this information. And she has grilled me about what services I offer and all of that. So that was great. It's mutually beneficial for us to send people back and forth to each other. And not just one. I mean, she's in a certain area of town. There's a whole other area of town and, you know, north, south, east, west that I can make these connections in that I have clients in all those areas. So then they can send clients to me and I can send clients to them. So it's networking like that. Um, you're talking to your neighbors just in conversation when you hear them mention something, not being a weirdo and just trying to sell everybody something, but giving free advice here and there. Um, I do always kind of give the caveat of, I can't fix it in just one little answer because a lot of times it's multifaceted, but here's a really easy fix that might help a lot. Um, so I think that that's basically how Facebook groups, other birth professionals, uh, and even the ones that don't seem like birth, birth professionals, I guess chiropractor might not seem that way, but they are. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I always love to ask this question because I do think that everybody comes at business building a little bit differently, but I think you and I are very aligned in, in how we do things. I'm the same way. I'm constantly just sharing about what I do for those who are interested in hearing about it and making valuable connections where we can refer business back and forth both ways. Uh, you know, when you find a connection that works not just with a referral coming one way, but going both ways, those are the best kinds of connections because you're just sort of really cheering for each other and rooting each other on. And, you know, I always say the more people that know about the work that we're doing, uh, those are all people that can refer us business or share our name with friends or friends of friends or friends of friends of friends, right? Yeah. Uh, so do you have any big goals for, for this year and beyond? Have you thought about it? Do you set goals? <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because it wouldn't be, um, a normal goal, right? You're usually trying to grow. And my first year, it was just me. 
Then I added a lot of postpartum doulas and birth doulas. And I felt like, although that served me last year, I was very busy, not only with my own birth clients, but backing up my other doulas or, you know, birth and postpartum. If somebody's sick, guess who has to go? It's me. Um, so I, even though I scaled back on my own births, I was very busy last year. And so I'm not the kind of person who like, Oh, I have a word for this year. I told you I'm type A, like, I don't even really yeah. have that creative mind, but actually this year I kind of do. And it's focus because I feel like I've lost my focus because it was so fun to grow. And what I'm trying to do this year is actually pull back a little bit, refocus on my family. And my son is such a fun age. I only have a year and a half until he's in kindergarten. This boy is so much fun. I just want to enjoy him. And then my daughter, she's almost 12 and, you know, emotions are high and I want to have the patience to deal with her. And if I'm spread so thin, I don't have that patience. So I'm actually scaling back a little bit. I'm taking less births for myself. I'm going to focus more on virtual work so that I can be home more. So that looks like childbirth classes and sleep consulting. And, uh, I'm actually, I, I made more money last year than I could ever have ever dreamed of, which still is probably a heck of a lot less than most people, but I had never really had a full-time big old job. Good and for you. So I made more than I ever have last year. I was able to pay out to contractors as much as I paid myself. So I paid okay. myself a certain amount and I got to pay out that much, which is huge. That was life-changing for some of the people on my team. And they, because they told me I'm not like just tooting my own horn, but I kind of looked at one of my friends and I was like, I made more than I've ever made last year. And I know I'm not going to make that much again this year. And I'm okay with that. Like yeah, that's I okay. hit that goal and now I'm going to scale back. Good for you. That's great. And and I think that that's really important. I, I'm going through that in my own brain right now. My business has also grown really rapidly. And I know that I'm not going to be able to continue to like double or triple my income every single year. Like at a certain point, it's just going to, be what it is. And, and I think that in those moments where you sort of start to level off or even decide to pull back, you have to remember your why, why you got into this. It's not just about making bigger numbers every year. It's about why we got into this work, which is to, you know, use our brains, spend more time with family, have something that we're proud of. All of those things are true, regardless of how much money we make, right? Yeah. And, you know, you were saying earlier about networking and it's so nice to find people where you're cheering each other on. And I actually had a friend post on Facebook the other day and it said, you can't compete with me. I want you to win too. And I feel yeah. like that's me. Like I, I don't need to be the biggest or the best. I want everyone to be being successful and people on my team. And that means that sometimes I've got to scale back a little bit to allow that room for growth for other people and room to focus on my family for myself. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, can I ask you a couple like quick fire questions? Just let's go the cuff. Okay. Uh, favorite age to sleep train? Probably between five and seven months. Okay. I'm scared of six month old. So that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just find them to be like, sometimes they're just really little stinkers. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, li- I like the really little babies, like three, four, five months, and then like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, the whole like six, seven month age group makes me nervous for some age. That's so funny. Reason. I feel like they're easier. I don't know. Because they we'll can have finally to t- stretch their food a little bit and you don't yeah. have to worry about them so much, but they're also not old enough to protest too much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to have to talk about that offline. Maybe you have some sort okay. of like secret trick for me. Okay. Uh, what about, do you prefer in-home or virtual support? 
virtual. I think it's more successful. Okay. Awesome. And phone or zoom for client calls? Discovery call for sure. Like just regular phone call for a launch call. I used to do video, but I actually don't prefer it. It's nice for them to be able to see my face just once, but really I just don't feel the need to sit there and stare at them for that amount of time. It just, and then I can't do other things in the background. So I'm with you. So I asked this question. I asked this question. Yeah, exactly. So I think a Zoom call is really nice. When my clients request it, I'll always do it if they ask for one. But, and and I always really enjoy it when I am on Zoom because I do think that like face-to-face connection really helps solidify trust and it just gets you off on the right foot. But then selfishly, I'm always folding laundry during calls. So I like to, I like to be on the phone. So I get it. Uh, Last question. Do you have any sort of like mantras or sayings that you say to your families to help them through when things are feeling stressful or hard? Um, There's an analogy that I use to sleep training. Uh, One of them is like, for example, if you were to give your child a five month old, a bowl of food in front of them and a spoon, it would be super duper messy. If you feed them, it's sure it's totally more clean, but it's going to take them longer to learn how to do it themselves. So if you just give them the spoon in the bowl, they're going to figure it out and they're going to learn a heck of a lot sooner. And then you don't have to sit there and spoon feed them the whole time. And they feel really independent and proud of themselves. So I, that's an analogy to sleep training. Yeah. You can help them if you want to, but really they kind of, it's good for them to learn and to then feel really independent and excited about what they're doing. They feel secure. Although people think that they're feeling insecure, they actually grow in their independence. I love that. I'm going to borrow that. That's a really good one. I'm going to totally borrow that. Thank you. Uh, Let's wrap up there. That that was a great place to end. Thank you so much for chatting. Before we log off, um, where can everybody follow you on social media or do you want to share a website, whatever you'd like to share? Sure. On Facebook, I'm at Empowered Beginnings ATX. On Instagram, I'm at Empowered Beginnings ATX underscore doula. My website is empoweredbeginningsatx.com. And you can find me in any of those places. I know my name's real long. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I will see you back in our Facebook group for CPSM students and grads. Thank you, Jane. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.